Hey y'all, how are you? Happy Tuesday. Well, I guess it's Monday right now as I'm recording this, but it's Tuesday when y'all are listening to this. So hi, I hope y'all are having a fantastic morning, day, not whatever time you are deciding to tune into this. Well, yesterday was Sunday. And if y'all know me, I am training for a marathon. And so yesterday was my long run. And this was a run I have never ran this far, right? So this was like the longest distance I have ever ran in my entire life, which is 15 miles. Yes, yes, one five. I wouldn't believe this shit if you would have told Allie a year from now she would have run 15 miles. She would have laughed in your face because, I mean, let's be real, I don't even like driving 15 miles. So the fact that I ran it was insane. And when you run for three hours straight, you really have a lot of thoughts that go through your head, right? You really have... And it's not singular thoughts. It's more of a roller coaster of emotions and thoughts. And I think that's like anything we do, right? We don't realize because it might be spanned over, like spread over a lot of days, weeks, months, years. But when we're doing something for a long time, we really go through this roller coaster of emotions. And so whenever I was doing this run, right, like I said, it was 50. miles and your girl ain't a fast runner right like I've had I am not ashamed to say I have had 60 70 year old men zoom past me without a care in the world and I'm like hey hey I'm I'm just back here I had to just you know whatever right like I you know we're it is what it is so it took me right over three hours and it happens without fail right the first couple of miles i'm like excited i'm happy i'm in the groove i'm feeling it then we get to like mile four mile five and then i'm like i am like this is fucking hard and i have got a long way to go and i don't really want to do this and then i'm like by mile seven, contemplating my life decisions, wondering why the hell I thought it was a good idea to train for a marathon. Then we get to mile 10 and I'm over here like, by golly, I still have five miles left. What was I thinking? I can't do this. Who do I think I am? And all of these negative thoughts come in. And then I'm like, Allie, you just gotta make it one more mile. And then I make it more and more mile and I'm like, all right, Allie, come on. You've got three more miles left. You've come this far. We didn't come this far to only come this far. And then when I've got one more mile left, I'm like, look, you just went 14 fucking miles. You have one more mile left. Get your bitch ass moving. You got this. And I feel like that's with anything in life, right? I think sometimes we forget that this journey, whatever journey we're on is never linear. There is always ups and downs of emotions and ups and downs of thoughts and feelings. And it always starts really exciting and really just, we're all, we're all gun ho for it, right? Because, hey, it's brand new. Motivation is there. And then once we get a little further, we start realizing like, 
holy shit, this is for real. Like I'm really doing this and I don't know if I can because all those negative thoughts start creeping in. Then we get like halfway through and motivation is gone. We're exhausted. We're fucking over it. And then really we have to start playing into that discipline role. And then we get a little further. We're like, damn, look how far I've come. But then we still see how far we have to go and we feel exhausted with the fact that we still have this far to go, right? It's always this roller coaster of emotions and I love distance running. Like I just love it so much and it's something I never thought I would love because I've never been a runner and you know, we'll do episodes on running and all that, but it's just, it's crazy how much the things I've learned through running equate to so many other areas and aspects of our life. And this is really just me opening with a major thing that happened this week, but I don't know. It really just puts into perspective so many of lost lessons in a very tangible way, if that makes sense. So anyways, I did that. We ran 35 miles this week, which is my biggest, highest weekly volume. I am nine days away from finishing my second round of 75 hard. So my next episode will probably be like recapping all that and kind of just taking you guys through that journey. And yeah, it's been a it's been a week. I traveled. I went to Texas. And so traveling while doing 75 hard is a task within itself because, you know, two workouts and 100% on meal plan and trying and you're eating out the whole time. So you're just trying to navigate all that. But it also just reminds me that it truly is mind over matter. And when we look for excuses, we'll find them every single fucking time. But if we look for solutions, we'll find those every single time. And I went into this knowing that quitting and failing was not an option. So I just looked for the solutions. I woke up early and I took mid-afternoon breaks to do my second workout. I made sure I had water with me the whole time. And I went to TJ's, Trader Joe's and got some healthy snacks. And we planned the meals around healthier options and just made sure I made it work. And it was just all in all a fun trip. This is my second time traveling in the midst of 75 hard. And the first time I ever did it, I traveled like three times. And that's one thing that I refuse to do. I refuse to put my life on hold for any kind of challenge or anything like that. Because in reality, we can't just put our lives on hold forever, right? We have to learn how to navigate what life throws at us. And we have to learn how to navigate the hard and the the good and the indifferent and all that life throws at us. And being able to maintain manage our emotions, manage our choices, and manage our health in the midst of that, right? I feel like that's the bad thing about everybody waiting for the perfect time, right? Waiting for summer, waiting for the school to get out, waiting for this, waiting for that. And we spend our whole lives freaking waiting. And then we realize that there's never a perfect time. And if we're waiting on the perfect time, we're going to be waiting for our entire lives. And so The first time I was contemplating doing 75 hard, I wouldn't even allow myself to wait for the perfect time because there's going to be some time in the midst of 75 days that's going to be imperfect, right? There's going to be some time in the midst of 75 days that inconvenience comes up and, you know, school schedules and stuff like that. I mean, we're in the freaking thick of softball for rally and y'all, I don't know if you have any kids in freaking sports, 
But softball is intense. Like we're three to four days at the ball field every single week and trying to navigate that with 75 hard, but also having healthy options and making sure that I'm not using it as a crutch, but also managing all of that comes with that. It's fucking difficult. Like, I hope Riley listens to this 10 years from now and realizes just how difficult it is and commends me for it Um, because I'm just kidding. But seriously, and I feel like, you know, a lot of us are in the thick of all of that, right? We're in the thick of, you know, sports for our kids or we're getting prepared for spring break or we're, you know, trying to figure out summer plans since we're towards the end of that and we're trying to do all these things for everybody else and we're neglecting ourselves and not realizing in the midst of planning and taking care of everybody else, we haven't taken care of ourselves. And that is one thing that I refuse to do is not take care of myself. So, you know, we're just navigating all that. It's been a great week though. And, you know, I just like to recap my week with you guys, let you know how it is. I think sometimes we get so narrow-minded, or at least I did whenever I listened to things like this, or I saw people doing exceptional things or I saw people doing the things that I wanted to do I would always make up these stories in my mind as to why it was easier for them right like I would say oh well they must not have children they must not have you know a crazy work schedule they must have more money they must have this they must have that whatever I felt like I was lacking I would already project that onto them and say that they must have that and that's why they can do this and I can't. And I just love to reiterate that. You know, I might look like I got my shit together, but I 120% don't. I am just doing it messy and figuring it out along the way and you know, I have the busy schedule. I have a full-time job. I have, you know, kids to carpool and do all that stuff. I have traveling, you know, plans. I have, you know, a husband who doesn't eat healthy or work out with me. Like I have all of these things that could be something that stacked up against me. And at one point I did use these as all the reasons why I didn't do the things that I said I was going to do. But I had to realize that there was somebody in this fucking world doing the shit I wanted to do with the circumstance circumstances I have. And the only difference is they aren't using that as an excuse. They're using it as a detour to try to figure out and propel themselves forward, right? And I just think, I don't know. I think it's a freaking awesome thing. Remember, y'all, a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. And we can continue our challenge from last week. And anytime I say a cuss word, you get to chug your water. So there we go. I thought it would be a lot of fun this week if I chose a couple questions that y'all have asked me and then you email to the pod. Remember, if y'all ever have any questions or need advice on anything, you can always email that to be that be pod at gmail.com. I am going to periodically use episodes to just answer your questions and really use that as a direction towards where we want to go through that podcast episode. Because y'all, I can all the freaking time, you know, till I'm blue in the face, just rant and rave about stuff. But I really want to make sure that it's something that really you need, right? That's going to help propel you forward in your journey and not just me talking to hear myself talk. Because I can do that all the time. So anyways, the first question is, I am newish in my fitness journey. I've always tried things that just don't stick. So the trying isn't new, but finding something that sticks is. 
I've recently, July 2021, found kickboxing and absolutely love it. Never saw that coming. Anywho, the, that inspired me to try changing other little things in my life, some things more successful than others. That was a long-winded way to preface my question of how do you stay excited and focused or disciplined when there is progress, but it's not as fast as you expect slash hope for? Thank you. Okay, so y'all, this one gets me a little heated, so I might get a little ranty, but I just like to ask first, right? Why do we think it should be faster than what it is, right? I think so many times we think this journey should be faster than what it is because all we see on social media is people glorifying the quick fixes, right? They're glorifying dropping 20 pounds in a month because they cut every single carb in their entire life. They're glorifying dropping 15 pounds in 20 days because they went on this juice cleanse or something like that, but they aren't talking about what happens after that first 15 pounds, that first 20 pounds. They're not talking about how they gain all of it back and then some. Y'all, the slower the progress, the more sustainable the progress is. It has taken us how long to gain the weight, right? Some of us, it's taken 5, 10, 15, 20 years, right? Maybe it's our postpartum journey and we're talking about we've tried, been trying it for a month or two months. It took us nine plus months to gain that weight. Why do we expect it's going to be gone any faster than that? Why? Why do we feel like we should be losing 10 to 15 pounds in two months? Why do we feel like that pressure and the unsustainability of that? Do y'all know what the healthy average of weight loss is? It is one to two pounds a week. If you're losing more than one to two pounds a week, one, it's probably the start of your journey and you're losing a lot of bloat and stuff like that. Don't be discouraged when you aren't losing that much, you know, three, six months down the road because all that shit's gone and you're losing the standard one to two pounds a week. That is a healthy, sustainable weight loss. Anything over that is something you're more leaning towards the unsustainability. But also, can we talk about measuring results and progress in other ways than the fucking scale? I'm going to tell you all this. So I was traveling, right? And I did a little, I don't know what, experiment because I don't normally weigh myself very frequently. I weigh myself usually like twice a month, if that. Once in the beginning-ish of the month, once in like the middle-ish of the month anything over that, I'm not bothered by it. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to weigh myself every single day for an entire week. I'm going to weigh myself every single day for an entire week just to see what it does. The first day I step on the scale, right? It reads 213. I get off the scale, go about my life, go about my day. Remember y'all, I'm doing 75 hard. I'm eating really clean, working out a ton. The next day I step on the scale, 217. Yeah, 217. I gained what's that's four, five, six, seven, four pounds in a single day, according to this scale. Old Allie would have lost her shit, felt defeated, felt fucking just it, whatever. Like I would have felt like crap and I would have quit and binged everything in sight. Okay, next day, step on the scale. I'm down to 214. I lost 
two pounds in, in 24 hours, right? No. Next day, 212. Next day, two, I think it was 213 or whatever the case may be, right? I just telling you guys this to let you know your weight will fluctuate, but your worth and your why should never. And so if we're constantly and continuously measuring our progress, success, and happiness with the scale and feeling like we're not seeing the progress that we should, is quitting going to get us there any fucking faster? No. Why do we think, well, not getting results fast enough, might as well quit. Like that's going to get me there any faster. Y'all, it's going to take however long it takes. The awesome thing is, this is what we're going to be doing for life. There's no end game. This is a new healthy lifestyle. And if you're going into your journey, if you're going into the workouts and the nutrition and all this stuff that you're doing right now, if you're going into it with an end game in mind, you're going into it unsustainably because once that end game comes, you're going to gain all that shit back. But if we go into this knowing we're going in for the long haul, not the short transformation, we will know, yes, the results will be slower. But yes, they will be more sustainable because I'm done with the fucking yo-yoing, the roller coaster of weight loss. I'm going in it for the long haul, knowing that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? I think sometimes a lot of us forget, especially when we're starting something new, that it is the long game. So I like to use the example of the marathon versus the sprint. I feel like as a runner, I use a lot of running analogies, but you're going to realize that they all really play into life in general. So the marathon, you go, you're, you're supposed to go out slower, right? You're supposed to go out slower and conservative because you've got 26.2 miles ahead of you. So you go out very slow to reserve energy for when you really need it, right? When you're exhausted, when you're depleted. That's a lot of how this fitness journey is. You're supposed to go out slower, meaning go out taking baby steps. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to change my whole fucking life. And everything is just changed. No, you go out slowly and conservatively. So you conserve that energy for when you really need it, right? When the motivation is gone. So maybe going out slower for you is, you know, eating more veggies, working out, focusing on protein. I don't know, whatever your baby steps are. Because then when you're three to six months in and you're having these nasty thoughts and these negative things, all that energy you conserved from the beginning, you can now use it for this middle game, right? And you're going a little faster because you've gotten it figured out a little bit more. The sprint is the short game. I like to use sprint as an example of those fad diets, right? Like Jenny Craig or Atkins or, you know, Octavia or Keto. And yes, I might've just pissed some people off, but I truly believe those all or nothing mentality of diets are the short game. They're sprints. Yeah, you're gonna see fucking results very quick, but guess what? They're going to leave just as quick. And if we're going for sustainability, wouldn't we rather have the slower results, but the more consistent results? What we need to stop doing is comparing our results right now to those of our friends that are doing these crazy, really strenuous diets. But also be observant. Maybe right now they've lost 10 pounds and you've lost two. But look in two months maybe three months, 
when they've gained all of it back and now you're at 10 pounds weight loss. That is the ultimate goal, y'all. And it's easier to stay disciplined when we're not just looking for success and worth in our external presence, right? Like we're not just looking for validation that we're getting to where we want to go by how we look on the outside, right? Saying you're the only thing your goal is, is to transform your body. Well, of course you're going to get defeated and not want to do it when the results inevitably stall out because they do. But then guess what? They always pick up. And that's why I always say you have to find different ways to measure progress. Like right now, I've probably lost, I don't know, a pound or two in the last month or two. But I'm measuring my progress through my runs. I'm measuring my progress through how my britches fit. I'm measuring my progress through how my skin looks. I am always constantly looking for different ways to measure progress to keep me engaged, but also keep me going in the right direction. If I'm only looking for validation of my hard work on the scale and in my britches, guess what, y'all? eventually that's going to stall out and then I'm going to feel defeated or eventually I'm going to hit that goal and what's going to happen? We start self-sabotaging because we don't know how to keep ourselves going when we don't have this goal in mind. So if you're feeling like, you know, you're not seeing results fast enough, I just urge you to ask, where am I looking for these results, right? Where did I come up with this timeline of how fast I should see results, right? Because we don't realize when we've spent 10 years treating our body like shit to gain all this weight, it doesn't feel like a long time. But when we've spent two weeks working on fixing our relationship with food and working out, it feels like an eternity. We have to realize that it's going to take as long as it's going to take. And the best thing is, is we've got an entire lifetime, right? an entire lifetime. So I don't know if that helped or answered your question, but I really truly just want us to realize that the more that we focus on the transformation from the inside, the more that the outside will take care of itself. The more that we work on fixing our mindset, our relationship with food, our goals, the more that we realize that, you know, success can be measured in tons of different ways, the more that we will realize that our body is just a byproduct of our entire lives changing right? Okay. Next question. How do you find balance between giving yourself grace and being disciplined? You talked about being disciplined versus motivated, but also told us to give ourselves grace. How do you find the balance in that? I don't think it's as much of finding the balance between it, but also knowing that discipline and grace go hand in hand. Let me elaborate because I don't know if that'll make sense. I truly believe that grace is what we should give ourselves if we lack discipline after, especially if, you know, it's the beginning of our journey and it's sometimes it was just a weak moment, right? Realizing that, yes, we should be disciplined. Yes, we should not rely on motivation. Yes, we should be able to realize that we're adults and if we made a commitment to something, we need to get our shit done. But The reality of it is sometimes we do lack discipline. Sometimes we let our short-term lack of desire overshadow our long-term goals, right? Sometimes we let the instant gratification overshadow our long-term desires. And that's okay. Realizing to give ourselves grace to allow, you know what? I fucked up. 
I didn't uphold the commitment I made to myself yesterday. That was on me. I'm owning that. I'm showing myself grace and allowing it to not make it and spiral out of control. And I'm going to move on from that, right? So yes, discipline is important. Discipline is what's truly going to get you to where you want to go. Fuck, last night, right? So last night it was day, I don't know, 65, 65 of 75 hard. And I just ran 15 miles like I told y'all and I still had my other workout to do. And in that moment, I wanted nothing more than to go to sleep. I wanted to go to sleep. I didn't want to do it. I was like, I just ran for three hours straight and I've got to do another workout. Allie, you were a dumbass for doing 75 hard during marathon training. But also why? Like, I didn't even care at that moment. I did not care if I failed 75 hard or not. And then I had to ask myself, how am I going to feel tomorrow? How am I going to feel tomorrow if I don't uphold this commitment that I made to myself? How am I going to feel if I just go to bed? And the answer was, I would feel like shit. And I would have felt like I failed myself. And so I did it. But if I wouldn't have done it, I would have said, you know what, Allie? We're going to show ourselves grace. We're going to show ourselves grace to know that in that moment, you chose to go to bed. You made that conscience decision to choose to not be disciplined and just go to bed, not uphold the commitment you made to yourself. There's no reason to beat yourself up over it. There's no reason to, you know, throw yourself a pity party or feel like a failure. It, we need to learn, adjust and move forward. And I truly think that is what grace is. Grace is the byproduct of our lack of dedication, right? And we just realized that, you know what? I own it and we learn from it. Show ourselves grace and keep going. Y'all, grace is a beautiful thing. It allows us to not self-sabotage. It allows us to not spiral out of control after a weak moment of not upholding the commitment we, we made to ourselves, We get to learn from it and we get to move forward because what's the alternative, right? What's the alternative? We lack the discipline. We choose not to do the thing that we wanted to do because of whatever our momentary lack. And then we beat ourselves up and call ourselves awful names and talk awful to ourselves, right? And then we proceed to spiral out of control, lose our way, and we find blink two months down the road and we're feeling like shit and we've spiraled. But when we could have just given ourselves grace and saying, you know what? Yeah, you didn't uphold that commitment. But guess what? It's okay. This is our steps to make sure we do it next time the way that would feel better. And being proactive. Everything in life is a lesson. And I think that's the beautiful thing about life is anytime we, you know, don't uphold the commitment we made to ourselves. Every time we, you know, fail or fall down, we get to learn from it, get back up and keep going. And that doesn't make us a failure when we fail. It just means that we got a lesson learned and we get to regroup and come back stronger than ever. So I don't think it's one or the other. I think they live harmlessly, harmoniously, that word's hard, together, one-on-one in perfect harmony. And you know what? Sometimes the lack of discipline means that we've got to give ourselves grace, but also knowing that we need to be more conscious of the choices that we make and the decisions that we make. Because y'all, the truth of the matter is we're not always going to be motivated to do something, right? We're not always motivated to change our kids' diapers. We're not always motivated to feed them supper or lunch. We're not always motivated to wash our hair. We're not always motivated to brush our teeth. 
but we're disciplined to do those things because we know, right, that that's what we signed up for, that that's our job. Our job is to make sure those little humans are taken care of. Our job is to make sure that we have proper hygiene. Our job is to make sure that we show up to work on time, right? And knowing that we have to have discipline to do that because it's not just us that are counting on us, it's them. And I think that's the thing is why do we view our health and our fitness and our nutrition as optional, but all these other things are not that we do them in lack in spite of the motivation. But then when we do something for ourselves, we only do it when we're motivated. So what are we telling ourselves? We're telling ourselves that we're not as important as all these other things. We're not as important as the bullshit job that we have. We're not as important as our babies. We're not as important as our relationships with our friends and our spouse. We're not as important as social media. Fuck that. Fuck that, y'all. Stop relying on motivation to be the thing that gets you to where you want to go and start relying on your dedication to yourself. The love for yourself your faithfulness to yourself and your health, because that is what's going to get you to where you want to go. I always say motivation is what gets us started, but discipline is what keeps us going. So if we're waiting on motivation to keep us going, we're going to be waiting for our entire lives because motivation is like a wave. It comes and goes and ebbs and flows and sometimes it's calm and then sometimes there's a lot of it. And we can't be holding our livelihood on this fleeting feeling that comes and goes whenever it feels like it, you know? All right. And then the final question is somebody asked, how do you make yourself consistent? How do you remain consistent in your actions every single day? And I think this is such a beautiful question because it's something that a lot of us don't think of whenever we're starting our journey, right? Our health and fitness journey or anything in life in general, consistency comes from being practical. And I know that's insane, but seriously, listen, if you bought off more than you can chew, of course, you're not going to be consistent. Of course, you're going to be intimidated by the decisions that you make and by the everyday obstacles that occur. And then you're going to lack that consistency. But if you started off small and small little increments, it makes it easier and more obtainable to be consistent. Let me explain. When I was in the midst of my postpartum depression, which a lot of y'all are asking questions about that. I'm going to do an entire podcast episode on it. Um, But when I was in the midst of it, it would have been insane for me to say, I'm going to do 75 hard when nothing in my life I was being consistent with. I wasn't being consistent with anything. And so trying to go from nothing to everything is a recipe for disaster. And then of course, I'm only going to make it three to four days and give up because it's too much too soon. But maybe if we ask ourselves, why am I lacking consistency? It could stem from maybe I'm biting off more than what I can chew. Maybe I should start with, let me just focus on my workouts. Let me focus on moving my body five days a week and nothing else. And once I feel like I've got that under control and I'm consistent with that, then I can add something else on. That is what I did in the beginning, y'all. I compounded the habits until I felt like I had a grasp on my life again. So maybe if you're lacking the consistency, one, ask yourself, well, am I taking this seriously? Do I believe it's possible for me? Two, do I see this as a long-term solution or am I doing this as a quick fix? Three, 
what am I doing? Am I doing too much too soon? Am I going from completely sedentary and not moving my body at all to now making the goal five days a week working out? Maybe I should just go from three days a week, right? If I'm not eating a single veggie every single day and my goal now is to eat eight servings of veggies a day, well, I'm not going to go from zero veggies to eight veggies and be consistent with that. It's too much, but I could go from zero to three, right? I could go from zero to two. Maybe your goal is to drink a gallon of water consistently, but you haven't drank water in a month. Well, it's silly of us to think that we can go from zero water to a gallon of water and be consistent with it. But then maybe I could go from zero to, you know, a liter, or maybe I could go from zero to three 24 ounce glasses. Maybe I could go from zero to having a glass before each meal. That seems more obtainable and I can hold that consistently and then grow onto that, right? Once we manage that baby step, then we take another baby step. Then we take another baby step until eventually we get to where we want to go. It's all about breaking down our big audacious goals into tiny bite-sized pieces that we can be consistent on. Y'all, I would have never been able to be consistent seven days a week, seven days a week for 75 days on my nutrition without first taking the baby step of focusing on veggies. I would have never been able to consistently do two workouts a day for 75 days without making sure I could consistently do five days a week. I would have never consistently drank a gallon of water every single day if at first I didn't make sure I just drank a half a gallon every day. The lack of consistency is just is you're just trying to do too much too soon and we just need to break that down a little bit and we just need to view it in a way more manageable way. So anyways, that is the three questions. I hope any of this was helpful. I hope that you got little bits and pieces from it. I know it might have been a little all over the place. I will get better as the time goes. Y'all remember, we're only on the third episode. We're figuring it out as we go. But I do want you to share this on your Instagram stories and put your biggest takeaway on there. And I would love to see. I would love to see what helped you the most out of this podcast episode. Please remember to go down, tap the five stars, leave a sweet note, and rate and review this podcast because that is how this grows. That is how people get to hear this message and see this message and be able to get touched by it as well. And remember, y'all, if you ever have any questions or need advice on anything, please email me at bethatbpod at gmail.com. So anyways, until next time, remember, y'all, in a world full of bitches, be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. Bye now.